welcome to Moments in Time and Space, a microfiction podcast, bringing you tales of horror and suspense with your host, Aaron Miracle. Hello, everyone. Ghost hunting has become a popular pastime. People explore forgotten places in hopes of contacting the other side. Some seek fame and fortune. Some seek the truth. Very few find anything, but when it happens, the outcome is never predictable. Keller House Entry Number 9 I have completed my investigation of the second story and the main floor of the dwelling. There were no signs of paranormal activity, and I have discovered nothing to support the claims made by the locals. There are tales of ghost sightings at Keller House appear to be just that, tall tales. I've made my way to the cellar and will make a sweep of the sub-area. Given what I've encountered in the rest of the house, I doubt that I'll find anything of interest. Trevor shot the recorder and exhaled a long, slow breath. At the start of the trek to North Carolina to visit Keller House, his excitement level was high due to all the stories he had read online about the property. The locals are quite friendly and really share their own tales about the house over a few lunches at the diner. However, that excitement had faded over the past few days. Instead of discovering spectral activity, all Trevor had to show for his efforts was a runny nose from all the dust in the house. He tried to take comfort in the fact that the current owner gave him free reign on the property, at no charge, in exchange for an online write-up that would help them sell the house. At least some would benefit from Trevor's efforts. Trevor pulled the handle of the cellar door and opened it slowly. He gazed into the darkness that loomed before him. A set of aging stairs ascended into the blackness each step well-worn from the decades of many feet treading on them. There was a light switch just inside the door, and Trevor gave it a cautious flick. The darkness faded only slightly as the light from a single bulb cast a soft glow at the bottom of the stairs. He tested the first step gingerly, and the stair creaked in protest under his weight. When the noise stopped, Trevor tried the next step and made his way down slowly to the dirt floor of the cellar. The cellar was lined with wooden shelves. Most of them were empty of any contents, and what could be seen was little more than junk. A musty smell lingered in the air mixed with rotting wood. The single naked bulb in the middle of the cellar was dim and created dancing shadows on the rough stone walls. Trevor rummaged in his leather satchel and pulled out his EMF meter. He snapped it on and slipped it around the room. He had been taught that spirits emit an electromagnetic field, and the meter would detect their presence. The needle on the EMF meter began to twitch and then bounced up and down like an excited puppy. It finally settled into the yellow part of its scale. Trevor licked his lips and slowly slipped the meter back and forth in front of him. The needle danced from green to yellow, and finally settled in the yellow as Trevor aimed it at a dark alcove set near the back of the cellar. He raised the recorder to his lips and tried to keep his voice steady. Keller House Entry Number 10 My investigation of the cellar may have shown the first sign of spectroactivity. I am standing before a darkened alcove, and my EMF meter is detecting a moderate electrical field emanating in that area. I am going to investigate further and see if I find the source of the field. Trevor shot the recorder and exchanged it for a flashlight from his satchel. He snapped it on and shone the bright beam into the alcove. The light revealed a six by six foot chamber. At first, Trevor thought it might have been used to store wine or food, but there was a square hole in the floor. He took a step towards the hole and the EMF meter's needle danced higher. He could feel excitement building in his chest as he took another step towards the hole and shone the flashlight into it. At the bottom of the hole, about four feet down, Trevor could see a stone floor of some type of chamber. The EMF meter was showing a ring in the orange, and Trevor contemplated the opening. It's about two and a half foot square, 
which is plenty of room to fit his lanky frame. It didn't take long before Trevor was easing himself through the opening and into the chamber below. He squatted down and shone the flashlight around. The walls of the chamber consisted of tightly packed slabs of grey stone. There was a dampness to them that wasn't present in the cellar. The beam of the flashlight vanished in the depths of the chamber, but Trevor was pretty sure he could make out the far wall. The EMF meter was close to being in the red now, and Trevor decided to creep forward. He had to hunch over, and with every shove of his feet, the kneel of the EMF meter climbed higher. He almost reached the back of the chamber when the kneel buried itself in the red zone. Licking his lips, Trevor shone the flashlight around, looking for anything out of the ordinary. All he saw were the wet stone walls and the dim light of the cellar shining through the opening back the way he came. Trevor laid both the flashlight and the EMF reader on the stone floor of the chamber. His shaking hand rummaged once more into the satchel and pulled out the spirit box. It was nothing more than an AM-FM radio that scanned frequencies, but the person who sold it to Trevor assured him it would pick up spirits. With a push of a button, the spirit box came to life and numbers on the display began to cycle. White noise issued from its speaker and echoed off the wet stone walls. Hello? Trevor called out, not really expecting an answer. The static continued for a short while, and then a faint response slipped into the white noise. Mama? The childlike voice startled the ghost hunter, and the spirit box nearly tumbled out of his hands. In all his years of ghost hunting, Trevor only had a few blurry pictures of glowing blobs to show over his efforts. Now, something was trying to communicate with him from the other side. Possibly it was beginning to fill his mind, but Trevor pushed them down to try to focus on the task at hand. Who am I speaking to? Seconds passed by, but they seemed like minutes. Another response came to the spirit box. Mama, is that you? Can we come out now? Shh. Mama said we were supposed to hide till she comes to get us. Now, there were two voices present, and their childlike tones mingled with the white noise in an intricate dance. One voice belonged to a young boy, and the other was a young girl. It was obvious they were siblings, and they had a mother but Trevor needed to know more. What could he ask next that would help unravel this mystery? There was a loud clunk from behind Trevor, and he glanced back to see nothing but darkness. Something had been placed over the entrance of the chamber and cut off the light from the cellar. Before Trevor could grab his flashlight, something unseen set it skittering across the wet stone floor. He scrambled after it, and the flashlight flickered twice before it went dark. He was in complete blackness, but had no idea where the exit of the chamber was. Finding back the rising sensation of panic, Trevor began to wave his hands across the floor in front of him, and hopes to stumble across the flashlight. It had to be here. If he kept calm, he could probably find it. It's getting wet in here, cried the young boy's voice from the scattered spirit box. We should get out. Mama said to wait, his sister said, but she sounded unsure. But more water is coming in. It's filling up. Water suddenly soaked through Trevor's shoes. The liquor was ice cold. It made his feet go a bit numb. The chamber was filling with water, and it was rising quickly. Trevor abandoned his hunt for his flashlight as I tried to find the opening. He sloshed through the water as it reached his knees, beginning to pound the ceiling of the chamber and shouting hopes anyone would hear him. Let me out! For the love of God, let me out! Long, slender fingers wrapped around Trevor's ankles and locked into a grip that felt stronger than steel. He tried to kick them loose, but it was no use. The fingers began to pull him down, and Trevor lost his balance. He fell into the rising water with a splash. The ghost hunter managed one last scream before he was pulled into the water and engulfed in icy darkness.
never hunt alone. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also follow me on Twitter at Moments in TAS. Feel free to recommend this podcast to others and help it grow. The opening and closing theme is Creepy Night by Daniel Carlton. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and be well. See you soon.